good evening. We're going to open our service with song number 415, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Please stand. What a fellowship. Well, that is a great encouragement for us tonight to lean upon his arms. And uh, when we do that, we are safe from all arms. We're, that's the safest place for us to be in his arms. And he's strong enough to hold us. And uh, I'm not always strong enough to hold uh, my kids as they've gotten bigger. Uh, it's been harder and harder to hold them with my arms. But I'm thankful that God has uh, the everlasting strength and they are the everlasting arms. Great to see everybody here this evening. We've got some family members here tonight and uh, welcome to all of them and uh, so glad to have them here tonight and uh, looking forward to wonderful service just four days away from vacation bible school and so that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight in the message I'm, i decided to change course a little bit and uh, just encourage all of us as we prepare for vacation bible school coming up soon um, so with that let's go ahead and go to the lord in prayer and ask his blessings upon our time together father we are Grateful to be in your house tonight. Uh, thank you for a beautiful day uh, that you've given to us. And thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and the everlasting arms that you invite us to lean upon. And Lord, I, I thank you that we can and that, Lord, when we do, we're in the very best, safest place to be. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to trust you and to uh, continue to depend upon you. Lord, thank you for uh, this service and the opportunity to gather together, and I pray, Lord, you'd encourage our hearts, and uh, Lord, I pray that you'd mightily bless what our church is going to be doing here in just four days as we try to reach young people with the gospel, and I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to strive together uh, as we do so, and uh, thank you for everything, and we just pray, Lord, your blessing upon this service in Jesus' name, amen. Please remain standing for our next song.
which you can't be sitting for this one because the name of the song is I'm Standing on the Solid Rock. So sitting would be absolutely incongruent. There's a 50 cent word for you, but uh, got to stand on the solid rock, page 827 in your hymnal, and the words will also be on the screen. Well, we're going to go ahead and look at our monthly memory verse, uh, Psalm 28.7. And uh, one of our church members sent me a song, Psalm 28.7 song, and uh, she is learning that verse in song. And uh, the, there is a song mentioned in this verse, and I appreciate her being willing to do that and use her talents for the Lord not going to mention any names, but her initials are Catherine Stino. Uh, but uh, I appreciate her, and uh, she's a blessing and an encouragement. So hopefully you have it memorized. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but is that is that okay? Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. So we'll let that go and disappear and see if she's got this verse down, Psalm 28.7. That's it. Good job. Excellent. Very good. We just introduced this on Sunday, so 
spend just a few days uh, to work on it, and I appreciate Mrs. Tino doing that. Anybody else tonight like to give that a try? Yes, sir, Brother Eli. Nailed it, nailed it. Almost as good as I can do. Just kidding. Uh, I can't do it yet. Uh, I'm going to give it a couple of weeks here. Um, but great job, Eli. Outstanding. Okay. How about, how about some of our guests? You, you guys know this one? You guys are super spiritual and everything. So, like, we don't want to show off in front of everybody. So, uh, anybody else like to give it a try? Any other takers tonight? I'm looking around. I'm not seeing any other hands. Okay, well, we'll work on it together here uh, and say it all together. Ready, begin. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Psalm 28, 7. I like that part of the verse. My heart trusted in him, and because of that, I am helped. And uh, when we choose to trust in him, and, and some, we all have, always have that choice, am I going to start worrying and fretting, or am I going to choose to instead trust him? When we trust him, then we're going to be helped. Um, it doesn't say, when I worry, I am helped, because worrying doesn't help at all. It actually hurts. It makes things worse. So let's instead trust in him. That's not my sermon for tonight, but uh, just a good encouragement from that verse. All right. Uh, looking ahead on what's coming up, um, real quick, just a few quick things that I want to mention. This coming, uh, well, this coming tomorrow, <laughs> uh, this coming Thursday, which is tomorrow night, we'll be having our Vacation Bible School outreach at 6.30. We'll meet here at the church, and then we'll head out into our community. We have maps and a bunch of flyers that we need to give out, and uh, we have uh, several who have registered, um, but uh, I know that there are several others that can we have room for so let's uh let's get the word out tomorrow night if you're able to help us that'd be a great blessing and then again saturday at 10 o'clock uh, all church prayer and outreach we'll gather together and uh, enjoy some uh, refreshments and then we'll uh, head out into our community as well on saturday so and then uh, there's another flyer in your bulletin again for you to just give these out as you go out and about tomorrow and tonight um, I, we would greatly appreciate that. And then Vacation Bible School is, as I mentioned, four days away. It starts Sunday night at 6.30. Um, and, uh, but we who are workers need to be here much earlier than 6.30. I think we were, gonna, we were talking 5.30, is that right? 5.30. You can plan to be here 5.30, and uh, we'll start everything at 6.30. But that gives us time to gather together as workers, have a time of prayer together before everything starts and then get into our places and um, be ready to go. Um, so that's uh, Sunday through Wednesday. And then again, Wednesday night, a week from tonight, we'll be having our carnival. So everything will start over in the other building and we'll have our service over there, but the carnival itself is gonna be located in this building. So it's not gonna look like it does right now. Um, we're gonna need some help Sunday after the morning service to uh, tear the, the this auditorium make it look like a gym again because we're going to need that for games and uh and then the carnival on on wednesday night 
Um, speaking of Vacation Bible School, I forgot I'm about to move past it, and I don't want to do that. Um, we are going to be decorating tomorrow and Friday, um, starting at 6.30. Um, so if you're able to help, we absolutely need help uh, decorating. I, I don't think we have that many. Did I say 9.30 or 10.30? I said 6.30? Okay. We're going to get an early start, man. Okay. You'll be the only one here, but you'll get an early start. We could sure use you to do it all before we get here. That'd be a great blessing. No, okay, so 9.30 in the morning, sorry. 9.30 morning, there's another 6.30, yeah. I had tomorrow and 6.30 p.m., but 9.30 a.m. We'll, we'll start the decorations, and we need help. And if you're a, a man and you have the ability to help tomorrow, we could use your help as well. You're not, I'm not into decorating. I'm not a decorator. We're going to need people to move things around and... Um, there's going to just be a lot of um, a lot of a lot of a lot of things that we're going to need help with tomorrow. So, if you have time, that would be such a such a blessing. It's not like, yeah, we might could use your help. No, we need your help tomorrow. Okay, so um, if you want to just show up at 9:30, that'd be great. And uh, here's what we'll do. Okay, if you come, we'll provide lunch. Okay, for free. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll feed you if you come, and uh, that would be a great blessing. Um, anything else I was supposed to mention? Is that it? Okay. Um, moving on to um, the ladies' retreat real quick. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, um, I think there was, and, and it's probably my fault for not announcing it this way, but the ladies' retreat is just for our church. Um, and I, I think there was a little uh, misunderstanding or confusion on that, but it is only for Cornerstone Baptist Church. Um, but uh, we are having um, Julie is going to be doing some of the teaching, but also Mrs. Copes is going to be doing some teaching as well. And uh, so, ladies, if you haven't signed up, uh, my wife might be coming and talking to you and encouraging you to come because it's going to be an important, good time uh, for you. Okay, I think that's all the announcements I want to make. Uh, I think Brother uh, Bryce is going to come and uh, read our missionary letter for the night. Is that right? But I'm not seeing Brother Bryce. Brother Bryce is not going to... Oh, there you are. How you doing? Um, well, how about this? Um, how about this? How about I give you an update on Luke? Um, so I talked to him today. He said that today is pretty close to like the halfway point of his missions trip. And uh, he comes back August 15th, which is still over a month away. Um, but he's doing real well. He's in great spirits. And... Um, He's going to be doing some outreach tomorrow, and just, um, he's, I don't know if I should say this totally publicly yet, but he's been uh, talking to, uh, he got to talk to a missionary um, in that area of Europe, and one of the things that that missionary mentioned is that Austria has no, uh, no nobody knows of an independent Baptist missionary there. There, there may be, uh, but but the group of missionaries that are in Croatia and Serbia do not know of any missionaries in Austria, which is one of the neighboring countries there. And so Luke's kind of like, huh, interesting. There needs to be a missionary there. So he, he's not sure if that's what the Lord's directing him to do, but he's uh, definitely thinking about Austria a little bit more now because that country needs the Lord as well. And so, anyway, he's doing real well. Um, I guess we'll have a word of prayer for Luke. How about that? How about we pray for Luke? 
Um, he's on our prayer list, and we'll pray for him, and then we'll sing our next song. Um, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness in our lives. Thank you for Luke and his willingness to go to Croatia this summer and to give his um, his summer months to serve you there. And Lord, thank you that you've watched over and cared for him and taken, and taken care of him over the last uh, month and a half. And um, Lord, he's just about halfway done now. And I pray, Lord, you'd continue to work in his life and that you'd direct his path. And Lord, that you would... Uh, Help him to know what you'd have for his future. And Lord, just thank you for how you're working in his life and his walk with you and uh, the spiritual growth that we've sensed, even just talking over the phone. And And uh, we thank you for that. And we just pray, Lord, you continue to use him there to be a blessing to the Lowry's and to the people of Croatia. And uh, Lord, I pray you would bring him back safely here uh, at the appointed time and that you'd keep him healthy and help him, Lord, to walk with you, help him to keep his heart right with you. And uh, Lord, I just um, thank you for what you're doing there. Uh, Lord, I pray you bless the rest of the service now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's stand together one more time. We're going to sing What a Day That Will Be. We'll sing the first verse, and then we'll, uh, we'll do greeting time, and then uh, we'll come back and finish the song with the last verse, and then we'll get right into the message. What a day that will be, 840 in the hymnal.
All right, Philippians chapter 1 is where we're going to be tonight, and a familiar verse for most of us, I'm sure, but uh, one that I just wanted to encourage our church family. Now, we're going through on Wednesday nights um, a series called Continue in Doctrine, and uh, we're looking at the major Bible doctrines right now. We're in, Christ, uh, not Christology, Ecclesiology. Uh, we're, we're in the, uh, the doctrine of the church, and we're learning about that. And while this isn't exactly part of that, it certainly applies that we're a church family uh, that is getting ready to have Vacation Bible School. And uh, how should we approach Vacation Bible School coming up in just four short days? Well, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 has been on my mind for the last couple days as I've been thinking about uh, working together this coming Sunday and really even starting tomorrow as we uh, start decorating and as we uh, get the word out and as we pray together, uh, we, we need to strive together for the faith of the gospel. And Philippians chapter 1, uh, of course, Philippians is a book about joy uh, and rejoicing in, in spite of our circumstances and in spite of our situation. Paul wasn't on a, a beautiful million-dollar yacht sipping his Chick-fil-A lemonade. Now, how did he get his Chick-fil-A lemonade on the yacht? I don't know. Uh, but it's, it, he was in prison when he wrote the book of Philippians, and we know that. And, and yet, the word joy appears so many times. The word rejoicing appears so many times in this book. Um, but, and, and, and as he writes to this church family, it's pretty apparent to me that the, the church at Philippi was very, very near and dear to the Apostle Paul's heart. Um, in, if you look in, in chapter 1 and verse number 3, he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Verse 4, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. And then uh, I think in verse number um, 8, he says, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. I mean, he, he loves this church family. Um, and one of the things he wants to encourage them with is in chapter 1 and verse 27 is our key verse. We're going to uh, pretty much dissect this verse. But verse 27 says this, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, 
I may hear of your affairs, and here's what I want to hear about you, that you are standing fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So he wanted to encourage them to continue doing what's right in spite of uh, whether he's there or not, and that their conversation is as becometh the gospel of Christ. So I just want to, I, you know, I'm definitely nowhere near. He says, Paul does, that he is the least, um, less than the least of all the saints. That's what he said in the book of Ephesians. And, and I'm definitely not even, so I don't know what that makes me. I mean, I don't know how low I can go underneath the less of the least of all the saints. But um, I definitely would, would, would put Paul above me as far as Christian character and uh, usefulness for the Lord and all of that. Um, and his character and his resilience and willingness to serve the Lord uh, no matter what. But I do want to just as, a, as your pastor, as an encourager, as somebody who loves this church, I want to encourage you in the same way and to say to you um, and to all of us as a church family, let's let our conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ as we prepare for Vacation Bible School. Uh, let's let our conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether uh, someone's watching you or not, that we are standing fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Okay, so let's break this verse down a little bit. And what is he trying to say? And what, um, what aspects do we need to make sure we have uh, or we're, we're paying attention to even uh, as we go home tonight and, and, and throughout this coming week and beyond, what are some things we need to give attention to? First of all, uh, number one is our conduct, our conduct. In verse number one, he says, only let your conversation, and this doesn't just obviously have to do with our vocal conversation that we have with one another, um, although that certainly applies, it's more to do with our lifestyle, our citizenship, our conduct, our manner of life. So he says, let your conversation or your conduct be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. And the way I look at it is, you know, maybe you grew up in a, uh, and, I, and I've shared this before uh, in a sermon recently, I, I said, you know, maybe your dad would pull you aside and say, hey, we, we Johnsons, like that's my last name. So we Johnsons, we don't do that. This is what the Johnsons do. So... The thing growing up, whenever we'd go to a family get-together where there'd be a lot of food, uh, and I would just get one plate, my dad would say, the thing is, we Johnsons, we eat a lot. That's, that, so when it comes to what we want to be known for as Johnsons is we eat a lot. And uh, so I'm not sure if that's something to really to aspire to, but um, obviously there's more important things to uh, have be known about you. And, and here's what... God is saying, like, let your life match up with your name as a Christian. Uh, is your life becoming of the gospel? Does it match up with the gospel? Does it match up with the word of God? Now, obviously, we're all going to fall short. There, there's not a one of us that's going to 100%. But uh, is there a general uh, striving to match up with the scriptures, match up with the gospel? Now here's what Paul said later in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 14 when he said, Even so hath the Lord 
ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. So, in other words, it's not just about what we're saying, it's also about how we're living. And we're about ready in four days to start giving the gospel to children in our community. Uh, but the thing is, uh, our life needs to back it up, right? Uh, we can't just say, hey, you need to be born again. You need to live a holy life. You need to follow the Lord when we're not in our own lives doing that. So we want our message to be powerful and to be bold. Well, it's only going to be that when we are righteous. And we looked at that a little bit on Sunday when we said uh, the righteous are bold as a lion. If we want to have boldness as we get the gospel out, and, and it's going to have to be because our lives are backing it up. Our conduct is right. So... I want to encourage us as we get ready for Vacation Bible School in just a few days to take inventory of our lives and make sure that our conduct is becoming of the gospel of Christ. And not that we show up and we're complete hypocrites saying, Lord, would you please use our church to reach many children for Christ when we're all involved in pretty terrible things. So let's make sure our lives and our conduct matches up You've heard this so many times, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks way louder than your talk talks. So we're about ready to preach the gospel, but we better make sure that our lives are uh, matching with what our message is saying. Um, our manner of life better match the message that we're preaching. I mean, if you, if, if, if you saw me um, walk into a bar last night, um, and, it, and, and you'd be like, well, that's interesting that our pastor just walked into a bar. You'd, you'd obviously wonder about that. There would be an incongruent uh, scenario there. See, our, our lives need to match up. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. So our, we need to give attention, first of all, to our conduct. Secondly, we need to give attention to our consistency. Our consistency in verse number 27, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast. So whether I come or else be absent, Paul said, it doesn't matter where, whether I'm there or not, I want to encourage you to keep doing what's right, keep getting the gospel out and keep ministering and keep ministering from the heart. Um, so whether the pastor is there to see or not, um, whether someone else is there to watch you do your ministry, you're not doing it uh, for, um, for the uh, applause of men anyway. You're, you're hopefully doing it for, uh, as a gift and as worship toward the Lord. Um, Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number five, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. So as we get ready to have vacation Bible school and as you go out and uh, pass out flyers even tomorrow or come to the church and decorate and all the different aspects of vacate, all the details that, that have to be done, whether people see you or not, be consistent doing the will of God from the heart. 
whether, whether the, the apostle is there or not, whether the pastor is there or not, whether uh, the deacons are seeing what you do or not, it doesn't matter. You're not doing it for that anyway. You're doing it for the Lord's sake, uh, recognizing the fact that the Lord sees what we do. Uh, there's, a, there's a wonderful verse, if you turn real quickly to Hebrews chapter number um, 6. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse number 10. And the writer of Hebrews says this, God, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. I mean, nobody really sees all the behind-the-scenes stu- the stuff that I'm doing, and, and, and other people get noticed and, and mentioned, but, but I don't get noticed. Well, I'm telling you, while you may not get noticed here on earth, Verse 10 of Hebrews 6 says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Look, God takes perfect records. I, you know, after vacation Bible school, we'll probably say, I want to thank those who helped. And, and you, you know, I may mention a name or two. I, I probably won't now that I'm saying this. But if, if your name doesn't get mentioned here on earth, God is taking copious notes, and he doesn't miss a single act of service in his name. He, will, he is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. So do it consistently, whether people are watching or not, knowing that God is. I was thinking about the, uh, the old adage, when the cat is away, the mice will play. And what he was trying to say is, look, I may not be there, but I want you to not play around. There's work to do. And so let's just be faithful no matter what. I think about Joseph in the book of Genesis, and we heard a great message about him at camp uh, last week. And um, I was thinking about the fact that Joseph did right there in Genesis 39 when he was tempted uh, to have an immoral relationship with Potiphar's wife. No one, no one was watching. No one was there. All the servants had been cast out of the house. It was just him and Potiphar's wife. And he could have said, well, look, no one, no one will know. I mean, Potiphar's not around. The servants will never tell. Might as well just enjoy this. No, Joseph did right even though no one was watching because he recognized that God was also watching, actually. And so, whether I come or else be absent, let's be consistent. And then he says in verse 27 that, that, that we would stand fast, that we would just be consistent, that we would be faithful, that we would continue to do what we're supposed to do regardless of our feelings, regardless of our emotions and our energy level, that we're going to just continue going forward. And I realize that VBS has a way of zapping everybody's energy. It's an energy zapper. But let's just stay faithful, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I realize it's probably going to be hot next week. And, and uh, you know, the kids are going to maybe not be as thankful for your ministry as the Lord is. But um, keep, keep, stay faithful. Verse, uh, cha- I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 4 in verse number 1. If you just turn over to chapter 4 and verse number 1, here's another thought, uh, an encouragement that Paul gives to the church family there. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, see the love that he has for this church family, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. So he expresses his love for these people, but then he says, I want you to be faithful. I want you to stay 
fast, stand fast in the truth and, and be consistent in serving. So this week, let's give attention to our conduct and making sure that our lives are matching the message that we're about to give. And then let's be consistent this week. Um, let's uh, do it whether people are watching or not, recognizing that God is watching and and let's just be faithful. Let's stand fast. So let's give attention to our conduct, our consistency. Thirdly, let's give attention to our cooperation. In verse number 27, he says, uh, back in chapter 1, verse 27, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast. And then here it is, in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So there's the one spirit, there's the one mind, and then there's the togetherness. There, there's an idea of cooperation and unity. And if we're going to be successful this week, and, and I, in, in the Lord's eyes, it's only going to be that we work together. This is going to require all hands on deck. This is going to require a, a, a cooperative, uni, united spirit if we're going to uh, be successful in getting the gospel uh, to these young people. So same mind, same spirit. And by the way, the, the word, the, this concept of unity is mentioned several times in this book. So we have uh, in chapter 1, verse 27, I already mentioned, but if you go down to chapter 2 and verse 2, here Paul says, Fulfill ye, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, this has nothing to do with a Honda Accord, okay? Um, so it has to do with a Ford F-150. That's where you need to be united around. That's the perfect vehicle, okay? Uh, no, I'm kidding. So it says that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. So we're to have this unity together as a church family. That doesn't mean we're going to agree with everything. I mean, you may say, well, I like Chevys better, Okay. Um, well, there's an overflow room somewhere. You can sit in the bathroom or something like that. No, I'm kidding. Look, we, we're going to disagree on, on, on different things or have different opinions, but we, we need to be united around what we're doing and, uh, and united around the cross of Calvary and the cross of Christ. So chapter 2, verse 2 mentions that. Chapter 2, verse 20 also mentions that to a point when he talks about Timothy and he says in verse 20, for I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. So um, here Timothy uh, was like-minded. There was a unity that, that Paul shared with Timothy and there was just a like-mindedness. And, and boy, what we can accomplish when we're like-minded, when we're of the same mind, of the same spirit, uh, much more than we could separately uh, combined. Uh, when we put all those things together, uh, we are much stronger together. And then chapter 4 and verse number 2, Paul here gets pretty bold and uh, calls names out from the pulpit, so to speak. In chapter 4, verse 2, he says, I beseech Eudeus and I beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And there was these two women in the church who were not getting along. There was not unity in, in, in their relationship. And, and so Paul heard about that and said, I'm going to actually put it in the eternal word of God so that um, we, we can all uh, be warned that, look, let's not, let's not have that in our church to where we have people who are uh, not, not of the same mind. 
Let's, let's all be of the same mind in the Lord. We're, we're obviously much stronger together, of course. Avesta Kelly said this, Snowflakes are one of nature's most fragile things. But just look what they can do when they stick together. And just look what we can do as a church family when we stick together. We, we may be pretty fragile by ourselves, but when we're one united body, look what we can accomplish. Imagine what we can accomplish. And God wants us to accomplish some, some mighty things as a church family, even in the next seven days. Um, but we've got to stick together in order for that to happen. So we need to be uh, united and cooperate, cooperating, first of all, with God. I, I like 1 Corinthians 3 and verse number 9. This is a very encouraging thought for me as a pastor, but for us as a church family as we get ready to serve this week. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, For we are labors together with God. So in other words, it's not all up to me. Now, there's some things that are up to me. And there are some things up to us as a church family as we serve. We can't just um, sit home and watch uh, Netflix and expect these children to show up to church and, and, and no one here and they'll automatically get saved. No, we have to show up. We have to be here. We have to be involved. We have to be prayed up and, and in, a, in, a, in a right uh, relationship with the Lord. But, but ultimately, it's God that does the spiritual work that we can't do. I can't save these children. I can't make them decide to receive the Lord as their Savior. I can't see them experience spiritual growth by myself. That's where the Lord comes in, but I've got to do my part. You've got to do yours, and then God does His. We learned a little bit about that at Men's Advance back in April for those who were able to be there. Uh, it was an encouragement. We can't, you can't expect God to give uh, the increase if you're not willing to as a, as a farmer, if, you, if you're not willing to plant the seed and, and pull the weeds and, and water the seed and, um, and, and make sure it gets, in, gets sun and all those things, you've got to do your part, and then God does what only He can do. You can't make a seed form fruit. God can. Um, and and, and, and that's, that's what we're saying here. Look, we're about ready to plant some seeds, and we're about ready to uh, try to water the, those seeds this week. And and we've got to do that, and then, and then God does what we can't do. He, he does the, the saving. He does the working in their hearts, creating an eternal change in their life. He does that, and I'm thankful that He does. And we get to cooperate with the Lord. So we're together, we're, we're laborers together with God, and then we need to cooperate, of course, with each other. I was thinking about uh, Psalm 133. If if you can find Psalm 133, I'd just like you to see this. Psalm 133, there, there's a particular part of this verse I want you to notice. It's not even a word. Psalm 133 and verse number 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I want you to notice the punctuation mark after the word unity. Is it a question mark? Is it a period? Is it a comma? No, it's an exclamation point saying, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is a great thing. And, and uh, sometimes, though, it's a question mark in many churches. Is it really good and pleasant? We wouldn't know because uh, 
we're not united. Uh, it is a beautiful thing when God's people come together in unity and cooperate with each other. And so there's going to be a lot of different jobs that are going to be required to pull VBS off. It, it cannot be a one-man show or just a few people show. It has to be an entire church family coming together for one purpose. And let's all cooperate with each other. We're going to be tired. We're going to be exhausted. Let's not let little things cause a division over this next week. Okay. Well, all my kids got snacks, but there wasn't any leftover for me. I guess... I guess I'm not that important anymore. Okay. I, you, you think I'm kidding, but those things can easily creep into the life of a VBS worker. Little things like that. Okay, it happened to Randy. I, I, I wasn't going to name any names, but you just gave it away. Okay, it's not happened to Randy, but little things, and, and that's just a little silly example, but, but other things like... Well, uh, you know, we had to stay later than everyone else to clean up, and that's not fair, and all those things. Let's not, let's not go down those paths, people. That's going to that's gonna kill the spirit of what God wants to do in and through our church this week. So let's cooperate with each other, and that's one of the key aspects of Philippians 127 that I wanted to point out this, this evening. But then also, I want us to notice, number four, we also need to give attention to our cost back in Philippians 127. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind. And here's this word that I want to point out tonight, striving together. Striving. So what we're going to be doing this week is striving. It's, it's kind of the opposite of sitting and watching Netflix. <laughs> We're going to be working. It's going to take some effort and some uh, sacrifice and labor. The, the word strive here gives the idea of wrestling. We are not wrestling against each other. We're wrestling with each other for a common purpose. So this week, it's going to be, it's going to cost us some things. It's going to cost us our time. It's going to cost us our energy. It's going to cost us it's going to be work. It's going to be labor. This, this word uh, that is translated um, striving here is also found in uh, Philippians 4 in verse number 3 where he says, I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, labored with me. Gives the idea of work, of effort. There is a cost to what we're doing. Obviously, there's expense money-wise to pull this off. Uh, we, we're spending money on flyers, we're spending money on uh, Facebook ads, we're, we're spending money on decorations and, and the curriculum and, and snacks and crafts and all of it. Yes, there's a cost in that way, but there's going to be a cost for each of us uh, that we get to invest in, and that is we're going to have to work at it. It's going to start tomorrow as we work preparing the property for VBS, and then it's going to carry on through next week as we uh, go uh, go to work and on Monday, and then and then come here already exhausted from a long day at work, and oh, we get to minister to children who aren't the nicest to us. All the children in here are going to be nice, though, right? There's no amens, but I'm sure they're 
they're saying them in their heart. Um, look, it's going to be tiring and it's going to be exhausting and it's going to be difficult for many who work all day and then come in and work with a bunch of children and then get home late and then do it all again Tuesday and then again on Wednesday. And Wednesday we have the carnival and that's even a later night. I know it's going to be a lot, but I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. And by the way, work, while it's difficult, we need to remember work was not part of the curse. Um, we sometimes think that oh, work is a punishment. Actually, no, God created man to work before, uh, before the fall of man. He put Adam in the garden to dress it and keep it. So he put Adam to work in the garden before Adam and Eve ever fell. And so, obviously, the curse, thank you, Adam, uh, means that working is more difficult. means that that's where we have the sweat of the brow, and, and it's uh, more difficult and harder. But, but look, it, let's be willing to pay the cost here. He says, I want to hear that you're willing to pay the cost, that you're willing to strive together. And it's the opposite of sitting still and doing nothing. No, we, we need to do something. And Jesus said in John 9 and verse number 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. Work really is a privilege, especially when it comes to working for the Lord. Uh, being able to serve the Lord really is a privilege, and we're going to wish... Uh, when we are in heaven, that we had more opportunity back when we were here to serve the Lord, that, that we took advantage of the opportunities that we, we had and we didn't. So work is a privilege. And there is going to come a day when we're no longer going to be able to have VBS. There's going to be a day that's going to come when you're no longer going to be able to hand out flyers and come and decorate in a church. Uh, whether your body doesn't allow it or whether you're in glory, there's going to come a day when you're not going to be able to have these opportunities. So while you have the opportunity, while it is day in your life, it, seize these opportunities to serve the Lord. Be willing to pay the cost. And yes, it's tiring. Yes, it's exhausting. And, and, and no, you may not feel like, a, you know, it's like a thankless job sometimes working with children. But... Um, but I'm telling you, it's, it is worth it. And even, it, even serving the Lord is its own reward, really is. So we need to give attention to our cost. Then fifthly and lastly here, we need to give attention to our cause. What is our cause? What, what, are, we, what are we doing all this for? Why, why should we make sure our, our conduct is matching up with the gospel of Christ? Why should we be consistent in living a life and uh, doing right, regardless of who's watching? Why should we cooperate with one another? Um, why should we be willing to pay the cost? Well, because of our cause. And that's found at the end of verse 27. And I won't read the whole verse, but it says, striving together with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. We're, what we're doing here this coming week is something that can impact eternal things. I mean, how many of you, by show of hands, were saved um, under the age of 13, would you raise your hand? Okay, just look around for a quick second. Keep your hands up. Wow. Wow. Okay, you can put them down. Vast majority, overwhelming majority of us were saved before the age of 13, which is going to be the age of the children that are going to be here this week. 
And, and look at you. You're here in church. You're raising your families in church. And I would dare say that some of you, like Miss Kim, you were saved at Vacation Bible School. Did anybody else saved at Vacation Bible School? Okay. Brother Bryce was saved at Vacation Bible School. We have a Sunday school. And Sammy was saved at Vacation Bible School. Amen. So we have a Sunday school teacher who was saved at Vacation Bible School. What, what future Sunday school teachers are going to, uh, what future church members are coming in this coming Sunday who are going to get saved this week or be helped and experience spiritual growth this week? I mean, look, this is our cause. We're not doing this just because for our own health. Okay? Vacation Bible School, I can think of a lot of other things to do besides Vacation Bible School for our own health. <laughs> I think a vacation would be really nice right about now after going to a week at camp. But no, we have an important cause, and that is for the faith of the gospel. We're going to labor and strive together next week for the cause of the faith of the gospel, that the gospel go forth to the children of our community. I like what uh, Herm Edwards, he was a former NFL player and a coach, and I'm still using his quote, even though he did coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm still using his quote. Um, Contrary to my heart, uh, but he said this when it came to his thoughts on teamwork He said the players that play on this football team will play for the name on the side of the helmet and not the name on the back of the jersey Now obviously that's great when it comes to football, but it also comes It's also applies here. Look, we're, we're not we're not serving for our own uh, Pat on the back and our own accolades our own applause. We're, we're doing this for the Lord's sake and for the sake of the children that we're going to be serving this week. So let's give attention to this. Let's strive together for the faith of the gospel this week. Let's make sure that our lives are matching up with our message. Uh, the, the manner of our life is matching up with the message of our lips. Our conduct is becoming of the gospel of Christ. Let's make sure that we're consistent this week and that we're doing it regardless of who's watching, that we're just going to be faithful. Let's cooperate with one another. Let's have a unified spirit. And it is so good and it is so pleasant when brethren dwell together in unity, exclamation, part, exclamation point. And then let's be aware of the cost. It's going gonna, it's gonna to require some, some effort, some labor, some work. But it's worth it because of our cause for the faith of the gospel. And uh, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. And then we'll look at some prayer requests here tonight. Lord, thank you for the time together in your word. And Lord, we do look forward to Vacation Bible School in just a few days. And God, I pray that you would bring the right children here. Um, Lord, regardless of how many, Lord, we just pray for the ones who you want here, the ones who are ready to hear the gospel, ready to receive the gospel, ready to um, be reaped for the Lord's sake. And God, I pray that you would help us this week Lord, to strive together as a church family for the faith of the gospel so that many of these young people would get saved and, Lord, develop and grow. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would receive great glory for all that goes on. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us wisdom as we deal with all the details of the week. Give us strength. Give us energy. Give us wisdom. I pray for each teacher, Lord, and each one that will be talking to these young people about Christ. Lord, that you'd fill them with your spirit. Help our lives to um, be pure and right before you so that you might be able to 
so that we could be those clean vessels that you can use this week. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have a a heart of compassion for these young people, to see them through your eyes. Um, And Lord, I ask that you would just help us to see a great harvest, um, whether it's here or in, in glory. Lord, I pray that you would use us this week as a church family to impact eternity in heaven. And uh, we'll thank you for all that happens in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, let's take a moment tonight and look at some prayer requests.